so good. Um, but so no, the the shenanigans of the soft shoe life is, is something I would love to just do a whole podcast on. We should fun. just have Adam on and just just for fun, just yeah. the just <laughs> the old stories of Nate Eisenberg, like in the back, hey, like by himself, and he's in Seattle now. And uh, how he's doing the sorting floor, the, the the battles over which color shirt needs to be uh, put on the top of the display. That is important. Ah, good times. And yep. why we no longer need Carhartt overalls, coveralls. That was a battle that <laughs> finally was won. So. Yep. Very cool. All right, guys, you ready to start? Yeah. I'm Zach. I'm Colin. And I'm Bob. And welcome, welcome to, to the Houseplants, Houseplants Podcast. Podcast. So good to be back with you all. It's been so long. It has been uh, literally a week. Ages of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> And we're here to talk about music, media, and the mission of Jesus, and much, much more, especially uh, music, media, and the mission of Jesus today, those specifically. Yeah. And and, nothing, and maybe some more, too. Maybe some deep theological things that are kind of related to the mission of Jesus, but also kind of its own thing. We're really specifically talking about all of that today. Yeah. So we'll do away <laughs> with the rest. <laughs> um, yep. So, yeah. Um, okay. And... Uh, as you probably have known from last episode, we uh, kind of filled you in on what the scripture says yeah. about hell. And so this is uh, part two of our right. ongoing series uh, where we're going to be talking about finally a brighter subject. Yeah. The doom and gloom of last episode. And uh, who knows, maybe, maybe by two weeks from now, we'll really... Really want to hear about it. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I will say we really have well, no idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so yeah, yeah, you guys are listening to this kind of in the future, two weeks away. Um, That's true. So uh, yeah, we kind of gave you guys a bit of an update of how we were last episode. Um, so we just still uh, doing good. Yeah, still doing good. I hope everybody's yeah. doing good. I'm gonna say that. Yeah, we, buddy. I hope we are. I predict yeah. that when this episode airs two weeks from now, that you and I. And Bob, all three of us will all still be doing good. Hopefully, yeah. I'm going to pray that into existence for the Lord to listen to. So God, we just pray that we're still doing good when this episode airs. Yeah, and everybody else that we know too. Oh, of course, yep. yes. We'll have uh, plenty of time after our worship song to uh, to get in that to talk about some prayer. And I'm assuming it's one of your two's turn. But first, let's do a little worship. Uh, Zach uh, picked uh, the song, uh, but I really, really enjoy it. We actually have performed the song once before. Yeah. In a bluegrass worship band. That's right. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. So it's nice to revisit this. It's um, great to dig into some bluegrass. And some of those songs are public domain, just like the hymns we do. So, so this is a, a hymn, I guess they call uh, they call it a hymn, uh, but I know it more of a bluegrass tune. But it's called uh, Uncloudy Day. So if you guys know it, sing along. Yep, let's sing about heaven. Tell me of the place where my friends 
tell me of a home far away And they tell me of a home where no storm clouds fly <laughs> that was Gotta great. Gotta love some bluegrass. Absolutely. Zach, you killed it on that banjo. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, definitely uh, a more upbeat and hopeful message coming out of last week. Um, and we hope you guys are uh, down with us, uh, sticking with us for the um, good place that you can <laughs> potentially go. Um, but first, before we get there, um, we need to pray. And uh it's up for grabs for either one of you yeah. guys. Um, I, I assume Bob, because sure. we're going a clockwise. Yeah. So if Bob, you want to take it for us? Daddy, I thank you for this chance to, this ministry that, that you uh, allow me to be part of. Uh, I thank you for this, uh, uh, everything you've done for us. Um, and I ask that you uh, take care, uh, that you, that your hand come across this nation, this world, as we're uh, continually battling this illness. Um, and I said, uh, as we continue to discuss this topics, that it would be uplifting to you. Um, and that we take it from a biblical perspective, and that you you guide us through this process. Uh, we praise you for everything everything you have done for us, how, how you continue to bless us every single day. In your sense, we pray. Amen. 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 And I just speak a special prayer for everybody that's dealing with that corona thing. Hopefully in two weeks when this airs, maybe things will be better. <laughs> I, I really do hope so. Depend, but I, Depending on where you are. I mean, yeah. it, just, it just depends. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right. So, uh, guys, uh, last week... Talk about some fire, some worms eating you. It was super fun, wasn't it? <laughs> I think I think it's at least fun to learn about, and yeah. and uh, it's it's intellectually stimulating to go through the scripture and really uh, compare and contrast. Absolutely. Um, yeah. What is the um, the thing people say? Uh, 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 the juxtaposition of uh, cultural and historical interpretation versus what the scripture is really saying. And so um, juxtaposition, a smart person word that I learned recently. <laughs> My teacher told me to use that Good word job. in a sentence at some you, point. You get a gold star. Oh, man. <laughs> and so um, one of the things that we're going to be kind of going through is sort of like we did last week. We're going to talk about kind of where the idea of this kind of heaven thing comes from and where, where it's kind of not so really linking up well with what the scripture is saying. So, um, guys, let's just get right into it. I did the mm -hmm. pastor thing last time. <laughs> um, so I will do the, uh, adverse. I will be that Southern pastor again, but I'm going to do mean stuff and then nice stuff. So you guys just react naturally. Okay. Okay. Ready? When I open that scripture, I like to see all kinds of burning people, them evil souls. Can I get an amen? All them people that don't really deserve to. Oh, but but all y'all going to heaven, so no problem, right? Oh, okay, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Going wow. to yeah, y'all going to heaven, 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 stuff, heaven and heaven. it's gonna be the real nice. It's the heaven, but for them evil ones. 
Yeah. They ain't going to go somewhere different. And they we're all happy them. about it. And that's going to be real fun. Uh, for, for But not for you all, because you're going to heaven. And oh, that's it's good. a lot of love. I'm really glad to All right. That well, that, that'll do it. See you next week. So, um, <laughs> Thank you for calling me not evil. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, oh, so uh, thank you. I'm trying oh, my best. Oh. I want to keep it light, um, even though it's a heavy-handed subject. So um, one of the things that, uh, of course, is uh, <laughs> coming out of last week is this idea of, of kind of like where you're going, right? And um, what are the rules? And uh, so I want to go back through and just kind of have a discussion. So first question last time, same as this one. Uh, Bob asked it, so um, I will ask. Sure. Um, before we were Christians, what did heaven, what were the rules of heaven? Do you guys think, hmm. uh, same kind of thing? Like, you know, 13 year old Bob, 13 year old Zach, 13 year old Colin wish we were friends back then. That would have been a fun show. <laughs> you know, like if we became sort of uh, famous and then they were like, we're going to do, uh, young Zach, uh, young house plants. And it's like 13 year old house plants, babies. <laughs> 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 Please make a cartoon called Houseplants Babies. All right, so um, oh, goodness. so what do you guys think? Uh, where were you at as far as the rules of heaven? Sure. Well, I, I, I spent a lot of life growing up in the church, um, even before I was a full follow, dedicated follower of Jesus. And I remember actually yep. specifically around the third to fourth grade uh, being told um, that, uh, that when we get to heaven, that basically any wish we could ever have would ever be granted to us. Um, I was even told this in a Sunday school that, that you know, if uh, it's like, and someone even brought out, you know, what about roller coasters? Oh yeah, sure. There's definitely roller coasters in heaven. You get to ride roller coasters for all eternity. And a lot of this, that make uh, you puke. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> almost like this, um, uh, uh, eternal wishes type mentality yes. kind of came in. Yeah. Um, and yep, so I didn't ever, never really had the, 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 the cultural perspective of like the, the harp and the clouds type of thing. But, ah, cherubs. But, <laughs> yes. But, 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 but definitely, definitely the, the wishes and, and everything yeah. we could ever want mentality. Yeah. That's very similar to me. Um, I don't know if I had a ton of specific ideas of, of what I wanted or thought heaven would be like, but I do remember uh, big, big house by audio adrenaline. Oh yes. <laughs> it's a big, it's ah, a big, big house. It is. Mm-hmm. With, lots, ago, and lots, of with lots and lots of rooms, a big, big table with lots and lots of food, a big, big yard where we can play football, a big, big house. It's my father's house. And that <laughs> <Good> was, <rhyme. laughs> that was basically, you know, that, 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 was, that was, that was a good image. Yeah. No, I know. I know. Yes. We'd all just gather around, uh, play football. I of course would be much more athletic, um, <laughs> and could beat people in football yep. uh, and, uh, yeah, lots of food. And lots of rooms. So, so, um, so what we uh, kind of centered around because I was I was raised in the kind of a like my my whole father's side of the family was Irish, uh, Catholic, and then my mom's mom, so my grandmother on my mom's side, she uh, was brought us to the Saint Peter's Church, so it was mm. all kind of in line with the two families, sort of being under the same belief system, I suppose. Uh, but I remember just thinking that. There are a lot of different things, like, for example, that there were guardian angels that came down yeah. from heaven and watch you, uh, that uh, when you died, if you were good, you had to, like, go up and kind of, like, make your case mm. and just be like, yeah, St. Peter. And yeah. he goes, well, what have you done? You're you're not so great. And I'm like, but I am. And he's like, oh, OK, you can go in there. 
<laughs> I, I have it here in the book. Uh, it said well, that if, was easy. If Colin, if Colin said he was really good, then I would agree, and then that would be it. it his problem was confidence. <laughs> he needed to stick to his guns. <laughs> um, and so there's a lot of weird uh, heaven depiction movies uh, too, and we'll get into that in a minute. But one of the things that I saw a lot or I understood a lot was that God, um, it, it, it was less about you being like a follower of God and more about you being just like nice and you got in. You get what I mean? Gotcha. Like if you yeah. did like the right stuff. Yeah. Very works oriented like salvation. Yeah. So then once you get there, you realize that it's like all white and shiny and everything's clean. And then you get your own like personal he- heaven where yeah. like for me, uh, you would, uh, you know, see probably like guitars of every sort and pianos. Yeah. I would have my own personal MIDI like Are the stack. great guitarists from the past all there? Ooh, like, I don't know. You know, probably... Probably Jimi Hendrix because he was Hendrix, done wrong. Yeah, but Hendrix I'm not for sure. But I'm not so sure about like I don't know like um, uh, maybe Daryl. <laughs> he isn't so bad, but uh, yeah, he's probably a weirdo. But he's I was gonna say uh, why not Robert Johnson, the famed uh, deal with the devil at the crossroads. Well, how could he be? He literally made, made a deal, deal with the, the devil. devil right? But what? What? He might have been nice. You don't know. Yeah, and so a lot of people did that. Oh, um, uh, the Johnny from the devil went down to Georgia with because his fiddle, he beat because he devil. beat the devil. That's right. He was so the he only one to go to heaven to beat the devil, to beat the devil at his own game. So he gets into heaven for being awesome. Or obviously. Constantine gets to go to heaven because he um, he was baptized at the last second. So well, no, well in the movie Constantine, I'm talking. Oh, you're talking about with Keanu Reeves. Reeves. Okay, he he <laughs> he sort of tells the devil, let her not be in hell, which he then says, okay, which is. Oh, and then he, and that's then he, another thing for movies and a then he, sacrifice <laughs> automatically gets you in. Yeah. Sacrifice. And then he flips off the devil, which is totally godly. And then God's like, okay, you can come in now. Um, so when I was a kid or when I was like 13 or growing up trying to understand heaven, it was kind of like, oh, if you just like in that moment, prove how great you are right before you die, you get to like auto go to heaven. And then once you're there, everyone that you yeah. do, you get to meet and you get to hang out with and uh, you get your own private like paradise. I do think some part of me always really liked the self-sacrifice get you in angle. I like that because of but um, only because biblically self-sacrifice sort of has its merit. Hercules, you know, he like yeah. dives in to save Megara in the Disney cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh-huh. then he gets to be um, with his father on Mount Olympus. Absolutely. So. I would make the <laughs> going away from jokes for a minute. The idea of self-sacrifice, if we bring that up even further and say, die to self, pick yeah. up a cross and follow Jesus. That is a, you set, you literally do sacrifice. That your is an aspect life. to following Jesus. Yeah. So in a way you can make that case. Maybe but, that came from Christianity. So there you go. And yeah. so, and so obviously even somebody who is a layman to Christianity understands that a lot of that stuff is uh Hooey. <laughs> and uh, we're going to have to find out which stuff is yeah. based in based in what the scripture says and which isn't. Yeah. Um, and so, guys, before we get going, favorite movie that depicts heaven. <laughs> I might go with my same one and just talk oh about the goodness. heaven aspects. The heaven part. Ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, or or show. Yeah. Or show. Um, have you ever seen Down to Earth with uh, Chris Rock? I have. Have you seen? Oh, OK. No. It's pretty good. Um, Chris Rock is a struggling comedian and he dies, he gets hit by a car yeah. and he's like not supposed to die. It's like a mix up. He was supposed to live. Oh, okay. Um, so he gets to heaven and it's like a party. And I think like, uh, 
uh, Eugene Levy is there as like a like a <laughs> love caterer Levy. or something, and he's yeah. like, "Oh hey, uh, oh there's been some kind of mix up. Oh I'm sorry." And then uh, they they end up like, "Okay, so your body is gone because it was like flattened by a car. So we'll put you in the body of this rich guy, rich white dude who had a heart yeah. attack. Yeah, okay. And so that's the thing. It's Chris Rock in the body of a rich white and powerful dude. Yeah. Um." But yeah, in heaven, it's of just course. like this endless like uh, party with like you know all the best uh, snacks and drinks and everybody just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bless you. Um, and 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 Bob, where where do you fall in? What's a show, cartoon, something like that that really kind of is a hilarious look at heaven that you like? I I, I don't I don't know if I can if one comes to mind. Maybe I'm just too boring. No, 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 no. Me and Zach are in broadcasting. Yeah. We watch a lot more movies. So we have like kind of the edge on you. But uh, I, I, guess- I, I mean, I mean, Her- Hercules is always a fun one. Um, he gets Hercules to go be fun. with his father on Mount Olympus. Yes. And, That's and, right. then, and then, of course, with the animated series, you know, uh, Hercules introduces um, uh, introduces another culture. You're talking about to Hercules, the show. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. man, uh, solid. So, so and, and, and so <laughs> Disney and, shows. And so they rename him with more of the of the Roman names of Jupiter and. Oh. and Mercury and so on and so, so forth. So it's historically accurate, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I guess it's refuted. Uh, nothing the Bible says because we have competing uh, doctrines now, I guess. So it, it, it was a fun depiction. I would not say in sure, any way, sure, shape, sure. or form, obviously, right. that it was accurate right, right. or no, that's biblical. The, the, but uh, but I, I guess that's, that's the closest one that, I, that comes I to mind. I guess there's, there's another good one from, again, from South Park. There's an episode oh, where... Mm, oh, there's okay, an episode yes. where Kenny... Uh, goes to heaven uh-huh. because they need him to command the heavenly armies against the devil that's trying to attack <laughs> heaven. And Kenny is like an South expert Park. in a strategy game, like some of the ones that we play. And so they have him playing the strategy game to put like <laughs> armies down. And stuff. He's doing a real time so, strategy so, yeah. game. So uh-huh. it, like Ender's game. Yeah, it is like Ender's game. <laughs> Um, I'll love just Ender's game. I'll say this. Uh, I've already talked about mm. Bill and Ted's bogus journey and I really love, I'll just mention it quickly. Cause I love it. Also, they come, they, they use the grim reaper, which we'll talk about <laughs> in the third episode. Cause yeah. that's fun in itself. Uh, but you, they use the grim reaper to uh, the reason we haven't talked about the grim reaper is cause he doesn't bring people to hell. He just is like, <laughs> you're dead now. You can come with me to die. Uh, so we'll talk about that, but he's uh, really interesting in his depiction in the Sims. Yeah, it just kind of shows up. I think that was oh more goodness. drawn from like Family Guy than anything else. But, um, but um, I like how in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey they go to heaven after they were in hell, and the Grim Reaper brings them there, and they're dressed in the scullerly uh, rags of the uh, mid nineteen nineties, I guess. So they think that's weird. Okay, and and uh, and the the Reaper has his black robes on, so they see like a farmer, like a one, like a like a house. A maid chick and like somebody else and they beat them up and take their clothes mm-hmm. and I'm like okay already eh, wrong and then they're like oh you three are just these simple people okay we'll just let you in. <laughs> but um I like uh there are several depictions that I've seen in shows uh there was a um this like HBO short that they did where uh the guy um had a tally on a computer and he was only like 40 minus. So if he got to plus range, he would have went to heaven. And so before leaving, <laughs> before like go, like before being sentenced yeah. by this guy to computer, he like jumps back in the elevator and comes back to life yeah. and tries to like do his points up to like make it in. 
you know? Speaking yeah. of the point system, <laughs> that's how it works on uh, the show The Good Place. Mm. Uh, that's I, that's one, a common thing. That's yeah. one you, you guys should check out if you haven't seen it. Okay. Um, but basically, yeah, every human gets a certain amount of points or loses a certain amount of points for different things. Just works. Yeah, and it has things uh-huh. like listed out like um and even things like uh like being a being a Patriots fan is like minus points and stuff oh like that. <laughs> Somebody you guys tell me about that. You said it's like a really satirical look at like yeah. what heaven isn't and yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's um, more about like philosophy. Um so, but it is funny. Um so, so in many ways I I hear a lot of this kind of following much more of like a more monistic perspective what can you of, do? Of, 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 of what of the good of doing enough good things and doing the right good things. So one thing that a lot of um, religions share, which is what we got into last time about how different religions influence a lot of religions share this idea of doing certain things to gain access to uh, basically like a godlyhood or a, a, a level up. And so um, one of the other things I thought uh, just my last little show movie, whatever, there was this commercial. It was a Got Milk commercial, <laughs> and it would be infused in my brain for my entire life. I remember life. this. Go, go, go. Yes. The guy dies, but he's a jerk. He's, like, bumping into people, and you only see for a few seconds. He either gets hit by a car or something bad happens to him. Something drops on him. Wakes up, and it's all white, and it's uh, really cool. And there's a fridge, and he goes to the fridge, and there is a bunch of cookies on this counter and uh, he gets a cup out and he's like eating all the cookies. Like, mm, these are good. And then he goes into the fridge and he uh, has the milk carton there and he tries to pour it and only like a drop comes out in the cup. And he's like, ah, ah. and then he goes, where am I? And then like the music starts to get ominous and he goes, got milk. Wait, what, yes. <laughs> like he and was an L. Yes. Yes. And, and the classic got milk logo was had flames. In the yeah. Background. Because yes. the idea was that you, uh, <laughs> that's gotta be a band commercial. You, or you something. think you're in uh, <laughs> heaven, but so, so, um, this idea of personal hell for him again, yeah. or personal heaven. And yeah. so, uh, that's kind of where I think, uh, I think we've really touched on a few points already, which is like yeah. this idea of a point system, what you yeah. can do to get in, um, uh, uh, the the trickery of um, self-sacrifice, just, get, you know, uh, kind of getting behind God's back for your bad life, but you sacrifice <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, you which, kinda, which which we which we see in a lot of other religions as well. We do. We do. Yeah. And 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 so, OK, or, so or that, specifically that that mentality of doesn't matter what I do, as long as I die a martyr, you know, that's the important thing. Right. right. So. So, again, so we've talked about this last time. Uh, we'll kind of. Uh, obviously we're going to run through some of the things we mentioned, but uh, why do you guys think that we see a fabricated version of heaven this way? Or like we do with hell. Why do you think for us, it, it, it feels better to see that we all have a personal paradise and all of these kinds of things. Why yeah. do you feel like that's a thing? Well, I, I think it's easier to think about in a lot of ways. I mean, specifically this idea, well, I'm not, a, I'm not bad. So, so of course I'm going to go to heaven. Yeah. And so, so, and, and because that's much fun, uh, that's much more, that that's much nicer to think about than the obvious alternative. Yeah. And so, 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 so a lot of people want this mentality in that regards. And so, so that's easily influenced in a lot of culture. You mix that with this idea of, 
of, well, well, I don't want to really sit on a cloud and play a harp all day. That sounds boring. So, so, so obviously, yes. is which, that what will happen? To which we would say, yes, we so, don't either. So, so obviously there's gotta be something else there for me. So, sure. so and at least a guitar. <laughs> You're telling me God does not have the newest PlayStation version, PlayStation five, which hasn't been released yet. I thought this was heaven. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Zach, what, what do you yeah. think? Why, why do you think that we see heaven in this way in our culture instead of the biblical uh, description. Yeah, I think, you know, some form of justice is something that we've always desired. Yeah. And so I think like especially like with things like having a point system or like self-sacrifice <laughs> gets you in. Yeah. I think we want to believe that there are good things in store for the good and bad things in store for the bad. Sure. If you look at um, I learned this recently about the Jewish kind of history but basically, they didn't really claim to know much about what happened in the afterlife. Like, they talked about, uh, they had this idea of Sheol. Yeah. You know, it was like kind of a holding place for the dead and kind of stuff. Um, they began to develop ideas around the resurrection at some point. And so this really kind of became a lot more prominent during the captivity that I was talking about. Hmm. Um, when we read, I'm glad you brought up Isaiah in the last episode, because yeah. I had a chance to kind of talk about that. They were suffering because their nation had been destroyed and they were carried off to Babylon. Mm-hmm. We're going to probably reiterate yeah. that because yeah. it talks about heaven as well. The the good, the other place that it was. Yeah. For the, and the so city. That, that was when uh, prophets started telling them like, oh, no, there's going to be this restored like heaven thing. Yeah. And so they started to um, realize this idea of, of, of resurrection. And so this is also where the Pharisees, first wrote sparked and rose up was right. in that Babylonian captivity period. And so you see Jesus, even though he um, fought with the Pharisees on a lot of things, one of the things that Jesus and the Pharisees agreed on yep. was that there would be resurrection of the dead one day, mm-hmm. that exactly. there was, that there was a heaven, that there was like an eternal thing in store um, for the people who are faithful. Yep. And the Sadducees were another group that didn't believe in the resurrection. You see Jesus argue with them about different things. Um, so it's very interesting because what sparked the nation of Israel to really start talking through all this was the injustice that they suffered. So they started saying like, yeah, we need to, we need to believe that something else is out there. That's where you see all these Psalms come in. You know, they started singing Psalms about like, God, you're going to, you're going to bring us out of this, but you're going to destroy our enemies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and also, like you had mentioned before about the idea of judgment, I think that's yeah. very prominent because that works both for hell and heaven. Yeah. Because a lot of people that were oppressed in the scriptures were looking for justice for their enemies yeah. to be sent to hell potentially, or right. to, to at least be judged in that way. Mm-hmm. And so in the same way, if you feel like you've, I guess if you feel like you've lived a good life, you, you would think it would be unjust if you didn't go to heaven. Now, what I would say, just answering my own question about like why we why we see heaven this way, I'm gonna challenge you guys and challenge the listeners too. Okay, um, with this idea that um, the idea of seeing heaven in the way that we just need to be generally nice people and then we just we get yeah. all the benefits of heaven is a lot easier. Yep. Than what we really need to do, and I think that. Hollywood and uh, and a lot of different aspects have shied away from what Jesus role yeah. is 
in all of it. And if you ever see a depiction of heaven, it's more fun to just see like, you know, a guy with like a white suit and he's like, Oh, here we are. We're in heaven now. And make it like <laughs> kind of a thing. But, uh, you very, very, very seldom see anything talking about Jesus and how that plays right. a role in, in, in heaven. It's funny because one of the movies you would think least likely, or one of the things like they, they show Jesus in South park, which is, Almost, uh, bla- almost blasphemous. Blasphemous. Blasphem- <laughs> I was gonna say almost blasphemous in every way, except that I guess he's generally a nice guy. I don't know. I haven't watched <laughs> really a lot of the Jesus episodes, but I will say another movie, Dogma. Oh yeah. There's plenty of talk yeah. about Jesus. Oh my god. Also with Chris Rock. With Chris Rock. <laughs> At least they mention Jesus in it. That's what I think it's yeah. funny is like some movies are just like, oh, well, we'll show angels and stuff. But um, and so um, it kind of gets back in this idea of this like imagery yeah. and why we get stuck in the imagery. But I seriously think that it's harder for so, for for somebody to to think out in their mind in story form the idea that it's about the real aspects of Christianity than it is to just say, well, I was a nice guy. Of course I'm going to go to heaven and whatever. Now we're now finally in our culture, we're sort of like separating those two things. But up until my young adulthood, that was, that was what people thought in my world. Me and God got a deal. I'm yeah. just generally good and he'll accept me. I told him, I told him I was going to always like be nice to my grandma yeah. and I wasn't going to be rude at uh, Thanksgiving dinner. So, yeah. um, so anyway, yeah, let's just, let's hop right in. Cause, uh, I want to hear from, um, you all and I want to compare and contrast some of these things. Um, one of the things that I forgot to ask last, last podcast that I want to ask now. Okay. Uh, and we'll kind of, we'll come back to it, but I want to keep this, kind of question in our minds. Yeah. And that is how can knowing about heaven and hell, uh, help us in our ministry and our understanding and our theology, theological journey towards the truth. Yeah. So just kind of keep that in your mind as we kind of look through, uh, some of these next things. Um, yeah. Well, we talked about how, um, nobody preaches about hell last episode and nobody really. Yeah. And I think, you know, we've, I think all three of us have heard, um, the same guy who comes to our community every now and then and talks about hell and damnation and sin, but never actually shares the gospel. That's right. Um, and I oh, feel yes. like, I feel like a lot of people are, um, stigmatized by that kind of thing. And they're afraid that they're going to be lumped in with like the Westboro Baptist types and stuff. Yep. But honestly, if, if you preach about hell, you're really, the purpose is to highlight the, the goodness of God in, in say like God's mercy and saving us from that. Like, that's what you talk about. Well, so, so one mm-hmm. of the, yeah, one of the things that you're going to, we are all going to continue to touch on, which completely separates us from other religions. Hell is very much a like common ground for a lot of religions, but we as Christians, as Christians who believe what the scripture says, mm-hmm are going to be completely separate from anybody else who talks about heaven in any other religion, because our concept of heaven revolves around our relationship with Jesus and has nothing to do with, with works. Like, I mean, it has somewhat to do with works, but not in the way that other religions do. And I was asked this question. I want to share this with you all because I thought this was a good uh, kind of springboard into what we're going to be talking about. I had a uh, student a friend of mine in a <coughs> broadcasting class uh, is a, a, a exchange student from China. And I told her that I was a Christian in like the first or second week of the, of our class. We were doing, um, I think it was like 
media production, a video production one or two or something like that. And uh, I told her I was a Christian. And then in the middle of class, she kind of like was like whispering to me, asking me about it. And she said, what is, what do you, what do you have to do? Like, what, what does your religion require you to do Mm -hmm. uh, as part as the tenants? What are the tenants? Right. And I said, well, most of what you're supposed to do, I guess, if you want to say anything like doing comes from our Bible and there's a lot in there, but, Mm -hmm. but it's has nothing. Our relation, our salvation has nothing to do with the things that we do in the world. It has all to do with our personal relationship with Jesus. And she was like, Oh, okay. And just kind of like, was very vague. Like she didn't kind of get what I was saying. And I was like, what I mean is, um, me, completely connecting and serving my Lord is the point, not yeah. all of the tenants. The tenants are a byproduct of you wanting to serve the Lord. Right. And and so, right. uh, so our hearts are changed to then do works Yeah, and faith uh, works without faith is dead and faith without works is dead. And so you, yeah. you do need both, but at the same time, I think that universally yeah. one comes first and that is what separates our particular yeah. heaven from other heavens. One thing that helps me is um, a quote from Augustine, St. Augustine. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he defines worship of God as rightly ordered love. That means a love that is oriented towards God because as human beings, we are made with a capacity to love and we can love things other than God. And so the goal of a Christian is to love God with all your heart. That's true. Soul with all your mind and all your strength and to love others as yourself, as Jesus commands us to do. They, it flows out of the first one. You orient yourself towards God and your love is going that direction. And it enables you to have love, compassion, for others. Right. right. So I think that that kind of idea is more what heaven or relationship with God that's into eternity is based off of more so than we were good because none of us can be good enough to earn it. Right? That was, that was my favorite little like mini joke about that Tarvu website. Yeah. was like, what are the tenets of Tarvu? Oh, it's like, if you, you have to generally yeah. be good, <laughs> be if, nice. Yeah. If our listeners have not heard of Tarvu, they oh need to look gosh. at tarvu.com so right now. Great. Oh my goodness. Yeah. No, One of the no. funniest things yep. ever. Tarvuism. No, no. Um, so no. I'll, oh I will not, I will not spend quite as much <laughs> yeah. time on this section where we talk about art and historical depictions yeah, yeah. because we went through that a lot in the last episode, but I will say that Bob and you guys had brought up a lot of different um, artistic depictions. Mm-hmm. One of which being uh, Michelangelo. Yes. The oh, last yeah. judgment. And then the Sistine Chapel where we see God reaching his finger out to touch uh, Adam. 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 And um, there's like the godly side with all of the angels and he's puffing out of a cloud. Obviously, we're going to think God is coming out of some puffy clouds because of the artwork. Uh, But um, as as work evolved, as we've talked about before, we saw a lot of influence from uh, pagan stuff. We saw influences from... Uh, uh, Buddhist and Hindu stuff. And it's all these ideas like, uh, you know, the, the sort of culmination of a few ideas. And I think that art was 
so prevalent because that was their media of the time. Absolutely. You, you went to church, you had your work, you know, I'm talking like 1500s, and then you had artwork that you could look at and yep. you're like, wow, I'm going to yep. really retweet this because this is a crazy, awesome picture. Um, well, so, I mean, and, and seeing that, and was believing. Right. And, and that day and age when the word was only being read in Latin and very few people right. outside the outside yep. the aristocrats could even understand Latin, you know, I mean, uh, the people were there, <laughs> but they didn't understand what yeah. was being said. So the paintings, the pictures, that was their for lack of a better term, I don't mean this his, um, heretically, but that was their Bible. That was their ability yeah, exactly to understand right. God's word. So, I mean, you have stained glass as well, of course, in cathedrals. Absolutely. You have, all, you have all different kinds of depictions. And a lot of them like to, and I wouldn't say all of them, but a lot of them like to sort of exacerbate the details uh, based on what they understand mm-hmm. of both artwork and, and, and some of the more nebulous ideas about heaven and hell. And so, well, like we talked about last time, there is a lot of artistic depiction uh, and, and it is sort of evolved over time. Yeah. And then as our culture modernized, we sort of kept those iconic looks and, sure. uh, and, and just adapt them to film and to shows and whatever. And so now what we have is this sort of weird uh, understanding of heaven, which is really off base uh, and it kind of sort of comes from a lot of different sources. And so, what we want to do again is we want to kind of jump right into this uh, to the scripture and find out uh, specifically what uh, the Bible is saying about heaven and what it's not saying. And we'll sort things of, we know about heaven. Things we know. Things a few things we know. Now there there is probably some experts. If if experts of theology are listening to this podcast, that'd be great. But if there is some experts out there who uh, know of some other guaranteed truths of the scripture about heaven. We'd love for you to comment and let us know. But these are a few things we researched and found ourselves. Uh, and, sure. And there's, these are from very um, sort of um, uh, popular sections of the scripture. Of course, we're going to go back to Revelation. So let's go to Revelation first, guys. And we will start in Revelation 21 and go through to 22. And we won't have to skip too much because most of this talks about uh, the heavens and where where things end up at the end. So if, if you want, last time I read, would you, one of you all like to read, starting sure. in verse uh, 1 of uh, Revelation 21? Verse 1? Please. You got it. It says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, <coughs> and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of, the heaven, uh, out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, see, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them as their God and they will be his people and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more for the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, see, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Pause. Sorry, I'm going to go through this, but I want you, I want you to ah. be the reader still. But I just want to touch on a few things. Absolutely. So let's let's make sure that we remember, as the people who are listening to what Bob is reading, that we have already said mm-hmm. there is a new heaven and a new earth, and the first heaven and first earth will pass away. So that is very important to remember. And, so, and that is not the first time you'll hear that. Uh, but also, um, there is a holy city. There is, um, they have come down from heaven, mm-hmm. 
So there's a lot of changing hands mm-hmm. happening, and yeah. it's very co- complicated. So a lot of this is going to seem like, if you really try and quantify it, it's going to seem tough for you to do. Sure. Um, we just need to trust that this is described the way God intended it to be described. But um, uh, the dwelling place that he describes, uh, and um, when he comes down, God himself will be with them. So we have to remember that, too, because that's very important. Um, but this idea, this final idea, and we'll continue on, but this idea that, um, the old sad things like crying and Uh mournfulness will pass away. So there's a Mm -hmm. a few things to remember for now, Bob, please continue. So I think you're in verse six, right? Sure. Yes. Uh, go back just a little bit. He says, also, he said, write this, write this for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, it is done. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Those who conquer will inherit these things, and I will put their, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, oh, we can we polluted, can kind of hop over that. That was from our sure. last week for hell. Uh, we already know that uh, for the people that are not going to heaven, uh, there's a fiery second death uh, waiting them. Absolutely, uh, Zach. Do you want to pick up uh, verse nine? Uh, verse nine. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. So the holy city, the holy city is coming down right. from heaven right, right, from right. God. It shone with brilliance of the glory of God, and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like a gap, uh, jasper, clear as crystal. It had a high great wall with 12 gates. And with 12 angels at the gates on the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south and three on the west. The wall of the city had 12 foundations and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the lamb. Pause. Sorry. Can we just uh, we're going to play by play. So like Zach said, you had this city descending out of heaven. Uh huh. So clearly there is a reason why people may have assumed, like Zach said in our first episode, that the heavens is just like the sky, basically, because yeah. that may be what the imagery that this dream is showing us. Sure. But we don't know how that will truly the, look. It says the city comes out of the heavens. But we don't know how that yeah. will look. We just know that there is a clear defined heaven <laughs> and that a new city is coming out of it. They're yeah. transitioning this old heaven to a new heaven. Zachariah Sitchin would say um, it is a, clearly a spaceship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it comes Aliens. from the heavens. <laughs> Aliens. Yeah. And, and also that they don't forget with this new city that it is based and uh, referencing the lamb and the uh, and the apostles. Yeah. And um, the, tri- the many tribes that are referenced throughout uh, Revelation. And um, so what we're what we're seeing right now is kind of uh, a uh, a completion of a covenant from from uh, earlier on in the scripture. Zach, please continue. Verse 15. The angels who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city, its gates and its walls. The city was laid out like a square as long as it was wide. He measured the city with a rod and found it to be twelve thousand stadia in length. 
And mine says wide. 144 cubic thick by man's measurements. Yeah, mine says both. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so by human measurement, it was 144 cubits thick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so happy you said it that way. The wall was made of jasper, the city of pure gold, as pure as glass. The foundations of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third oh, okay. yeah, agate, the, the fourth no, emeralds, no. the fifth okay. onyx, the sixth ruby, the seventh chrysolite, <laughs> we really didn't the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth turquoise, oh, man. the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst okay let's let's stop again we're what uh, this, this wait what do all of these mean <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the part where we are not clear on uh, some of these things i i guarantee there are experts out there that are like this is clearly this maybe I've not studied that the particulars of the clearly there are 12 sure. and we, and you have already studied about how numbers have weight and stuff like that yes well the 12 there's 12 tribes of israel there's 12 That's apostles yes yeah. yes no so that's all Israel related. Right. And Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, here's here. So we're, we're past that part now. And here is where we get the kind of continuation of the description of what I believe will be the new heaven and new earth kind of combined. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to finish this out there, Zach, and then I'll, take uh, I'll start in verse 22. Yeah. I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God almighty and the lamb are its temple. That's very important because the temple yes. has been where they've come to worship God. That is exactly right. So God that is, is there. a distinction we'll need to he make. He replaces the temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it for the glory of God gives it light. And the lamb, the lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut for there will be no night there the glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anything who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Ah, so as we hear the finality of what we read in the first thing from Revelation about the book of life, uh-huh. uh, instead of the second death, that the people that were going to hell would receive, they do they bypass the second death and live um, in this new heaven and new earth situation. Yeah. And so, the book of life <coughs> not only is a is a book that your name stays in forever, and you uh, the gates are always open to those people. Um, so now we have a few things more that we understand. One of them being that for the people of God that God has saved that are written in the book of life, mm. those people get to enter in uh, effortlessly. And it is this beautiful, splendorous place. Um, uh, not the, this is not the only place that this is written, that it's so beautiful yeah. and light and bright, but um, the fact that uh, the, the gates will never be shut for, uh, for the people that have not received the second death, but we have to make sure to define that. Um, so, Okay. So, uh, yeah, uh, the only other thing I had from that was the idea of um, there is no night and the glory yeah. and honor of, all, of the nations will be brought into it. Um, uh, nothing yeah. that is shameful or deceitful uh, will be brought in. So uh, what you what you have is a caveat there. If you just read the first part, it says all the nations will come in. Yeah. You might have a um, universalist take on this. 
But sure. But clearly what we read, if we read the entirety of the Bible here, is that we read that it says nothing impure, uh, nothing shameful or deceitful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and every it, it, only the people that are written in the book. There's of life. something about the glory of God being revealed that brings in people from other nations and brings in all nations. So like that is right. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. I, Isaiah 60 is one of my favorites there. It talks about how the glory of God is revealed and kings and nations come and they bring their gifts before the throne of God. Sure. And so, um, yeah, it's it's people coming from all nations, but they're coming to honor Jesus. And, and yeah. it's under the same light that uh, I know I've mentioned in a previous episode that one of my more favorite uh, modern worship songs tends to be from uh, um, uh, How Great Is Our God, but more specifically the world edition. And the main reason is for that same, yeah. uh, that same mentality, this idea of all nations coming together before God Almighty, uh, worshiping together. And so it just, yeah. it, it just that, that imagery is something that I, I've always found incredibly beautiful and moving. That's another aspect of heaven like that we don't see here is the, the barriers are broken down. That, and they can be safely and the and gates justly. are always open once yeah. once your name is written in the book of life yeah the gates are always open and so that's that's another thing we'll talk about um but i will quickly go through um book 22 cuz uh we're we're getting to the meat of what we really want to talk about so here's what i'll say um starting in verse 1 and i'm going to skip a little bit but i will get to the finer points here starting in verse 1 of uh of uh chapter 22 of revelation it says Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. So we're again describing this large city with all the emeralds and stuff. On each side of the river stood the tree of life bearing 12 crops and fruits. Um, No longer will there be any curse because there's healing in the nations. The throne of God and the Lamb will be the city, and his yeah. servants will serve him. So <clears throat> we now have this idea that some people fear, which is that we will want we will then serve the Lord like involuntarily, I suppose, mm. as if that's somehow a thing. Um, but uh what what this is depicting is what will happen, not saying mm. that it will be forced upon. The nations will see the glory and honor of God, as Zach has yeah. mentioned. And, and they're we'll, going to volunteer. That yeah, day. they're going to love yeah. serving the Lord because yeah. of the splendor and, and the healing yeah. he is giving to them. This beautiful, eternal I think, life. I think it's interesting here if you really pay attention to verse 2, where it says, um, yeah. the crops of fruit yielding its fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. And right. I think about that and I think about like, sorry, I skipped over that. I'm, I'm glad you went back and read it. I think it's important because you see that even in, uh, even in the new kingdom that we're entering, entering into, yeah, you are going to see things that are meant for our healing. And so that means that the, the scars that we bear from this life, yep. like the, we have wounds from this life because we experience right. pain and suffering. We actually, Interesting. It, they don't just go go away. You don't just forget it. That's you know, right. there's tr- but there are trees for the healing of the nations. There, God has provided um, healing for us. I think that that seems to me more like a process that happens when we're there. So it's almost like we get this continual healing. We oh, we get course. healing and we get restored, and it's a process that happens for us. We don't just forget like everything that like people think of heaven is like, you're going to like just forget all this stuff. Like, like you might 
like have this pain, but it's a place where you are going to be healed and restored. And so like, I, I don't know how that, like, I don't want to say like you come into heaven with pain because it's a perfect right. place. But I, I think that, that it's perfect because God is healing you of it. Not that you just get a memory wipe or something, you know? Interesting. Well, yeah, no, I, I kind of, I kind of like that idea. One of the yeah. things that have always struggled with me is like, is like, well, I mean, what's going to happen you know, we, we talked last week about hell and there's going to be many people that we know who will not be joining us in heaven yeah. for, for a variety of various reasons. But the main one being that that they have not uh, followed Christ and they've not yeah. accepted him as their savior. And so, I mean, are we just going to forget about them? And but yeah. but no, that's a struggle for a lot of people. And, yeah. And, and so yeah. But what you're talking about here is that, I mean, the scripture clearly states there is healing that still needs to take place here. Yeah. So, which means that that I, I think that might be part of this process too. Yeah, and so, um, so the the latter part of twenty two um, talks about the validity of this message brought brought to John and and uh-huh. but I yeah. but I want to reiterate the uh, the last little part here, and then I'll talk about uh, the last thing, which is Jesus uh, talks about his coming. Sure. And so um, it says. At the end here, we'll start in verse uh, four, I suppose. They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. There will Uh be no more night, which we've already heard. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun for the Lord will give them light and they will reign forever and ever. Mm. So again, the idea of forever being prevalent uh, both in heaven and in hell. So this idea of eternal existence, however that comes. And let me just tell you, people, based on if you've listened to the whole last episode, you're probably wanting this second one. You want the latter here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But um, Jesus then reiterates this. uh, Well, an angel reiterates this to John, and it goes on to say um, that these words are trustworthy and true. Um, (coughs) The spirits and the prophets uh, sent his, uh, you know, God uh, sent his angels to show his servants the things that must soon take place. Yeah. So what do we know? Based on just that scripture alone, we have a lot of answers. Yeah. But we're going to go through the scripture because, again, we're, we're, we're pushing that time. So here's what I'm going to start with because we've read through Revelation. Uh, we're going to say that heaven, very controversial, here we go. Heaven is two heavens. Hear me now. We haven't made this distinction yet in all that we've discussed. Anything yeah. we've talked about. Hell is one hell. It's prepared. It's ready. Yeah. But heaven is one heaven now and one heaven later. That's a new heaven. So a lot of the controversy that we're about to discuss is this idea that the rapture may be hooey and it may possibly be way different and I know that seems sort of controversial, but will there be Kirk Cameron still? But this idea that <laughs> the, the idea that we ascend to heaven, that we ascend yeah. in the scripture, there is a particular verse that says that, that only okay. one person. I want to I want to I want to address this real quick. Okay. So I don't think it's necessarily that we don't ascend to heaven. I think that what it is, because there's a thing that talks about um, we're going to meet him in the in, air in the right? air talks right. about that but, so okay so here, here's what that's referencing though so in the ancient world you would have a city and then you yep. would have a king and his army coming in to conquer and invade the city right. well if a city is going to surrender 
and let the king take over. Yeah. What they do is they send people out of the city, out of the front gates. Right. And they meet the king and his army and then they march into the city together. So all the people that are on the side of the army that's coming, they'll come out of the city They'll join the army and then they'll march back in. Yes. And they'll say, we win. And Psalm 24 has okay. this has this thing in it where it says, um, who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty in battle. Um, lift up your heads, you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord almighty. He is the king of glory. Um, and okay. so that. Um, that scripture is a, um, a liturgy basically of an invading King coming in and the city saying, okay, you're the King of us now. Um, and so that's what it's talking about. It's saying we're going to this whole imagery where remember it talked about the city of the Lord comes down. Yes. Right. The goal in the end, whether we go to heaven in the meantime or not, we'll discuss that next time. But yes, the end game for us is mm-hmm. that the city of God comes to earth. Well, what I meant, right? and, and yes, I, none yeah. of that I'm disagreeing yeah. with. I'm just saying that I think based on uh, the movie um, left behind yeah. and some other cultural things uh, like pictures too, of, of angels leaving their it's body. Almost, and yeah. Up it's almost heaven. as if their, their belief is that the, when you die, main goal is, is to fly to heaven and the, let the earth burn. Who cares about it? Right. Like, uh, and, yeah. and the rapture being that like a bunch of people will all leave their bodies at the same yeah. time. Right. Uh, and so if that is based on revelation, if it is based on revelation, there may be a little bit of credence to it, but um, what we are about to talk about, we don't know what it's going to look like. We, right? we have no idea. Um, but even if there is a rapture, it's not leaving for good. It's leaving to meet Jesus, to come back in and take over. Things. That is absolutely right. Yeah. And as we've already read in Revelation, it talks about how the nations will gravitate towards this new city, this yeah. beautiful, splendorous place where you can meet with the Lord and it will be always light and you don't need a lamp or the yeah. sun. And, um, and the nations go there and everybody who has written in that book of life will have an right. open gate. And so. What that, like you said, what that looks like is different, but clearly it mm. talks about two heavens. It says the old heaven and the old earth will yeah. pass away, and the new heaven and the new earth will be there. And so, what we know is that, uh, based on some other scripture, that there is a current heaven that exists. So, I want to first talk about that heaven, then we'll talk about the new heaven, and then we'll just kind of sort of talk about what the scripture says. This one is definitely the more crazy of the two. I know it seems like hell would be more complicated, but <coughs> so. Uh, Bob and Zach, can you do some yep. uh, scripture looking up for me now? Absolutely. The first one I want to get to is uh, John 6, 35 through 40. And Zach, if you could take on Genesis 1. So John 6. Genesis 1. John 6, 35 40, uh, through 40, we'll do first, Bob. Can we do that first? Sure. And John 6, uh, 35. Yes. It says, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But I said to, to you... But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet do and yet do not believe. Everything that the Father gives me will come to me, and anyone who comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is and this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that is of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. 
Thank you. That'll do. Uh, so, and then Zach will just do Genesis and we'll knock a few of these out. Yeah. So go ahead. So we'll just do a uh, couple, Genes- couple of verses. A couple of verses. Getting yeah. to the part where we start. Really, it's Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So here's what we know. Uh-huh. God existed before heaven created the heavens yeah. and as we have been heard as we've been told by uh bob jesus came from heaven uh-huh. and god's spirit was yeah. with god and descended to come over the waters so what we understand is that jesus god and the spirit of god all existed yeah and then the heavens w- were created and they say the trinity is not in the bible <laughs> Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> so, so, so then what we understand yeah. first is that heaven has been around a long time and yeah. God in all of his forms yeah. were there Yeah, at it, its inception. Um, something funny that I learned in Hebrew, um, the word for, uh, water or sea mm-hmm. is yam. And the word for heaven or heavens is, uh, mayim. Kapoor, yam kapoor. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Being no, sorry. that's Yom with an O. Oh. That means the day of, I don't know what Kapoor is. Okay. And then Yom with an A, like Yom Suf means yeah. Red Sea. Ooh. So Yom is Seminary water. major. Mayim is waters, plural, but it ah. also means heaven or heavens. Interesting. So when it says the heavens or the waters, it's the same thing. So you got the great waters like in the sky because it's yep. just big like abyss but upside down up in the air you know that's how they thought of the world they're like oh we're we're this <laughs> land like floating on this water and then we got the heavens above us like it's all right. kind of the same substance you know it's void space you know absolutely so yeah. so a few things we know right off the bat we know that god created yeah. heaven yeah and and know, existed before it even when you're talking about space like the space for heaven yeah like he created that right like what's the first thing that god had to create the beginning of the beginning (laughs) beginning of time maybe god had to create space for something other than himself that's exactly right you know Mm -hmm. so for heaven to even exist god dimension one space dimension two time (laughs) length (laughs) width Geez, I could just yeah. make this a flat pancake, but you know what? We'll give it a third one. Whoop. Now it's a cube. Yeah, um, we'll still have pancakes. <laughs> no, it's a big sphere now. So, okay, so we have um, we have the, we have the uh, knowledge and uh, validation that God created heaven, that Jesus was in heaven up until he ascended and and, and took on the form of a human. Yep. Uh, we know that his spirit was involved, and so all of those things were existed, and then heaven was created. And unlike hell, heaven exists right now, whereas hell yeah. is being prepared for a time. Um, <coughs> sure. And, and the other places that we will yeah. go, we will talk about in the third episode. Yeah. Uh, but whether or not those are hell, I would. You can at least say that that God created um, spiritual beings in a spiritual realm. Like he talks about the That's angels right. and. All, we know that from the doxology yeah, song. These beings that have witnessed like as God was creating the earth, even yeah. there were like 
there was stuff that he had already created. There was beings that were watching this happen and That's like right. singing the praises of God as he was like creating the earth. Like, yep, yeah. And so we have, so we have these kind of like these ideas about God creating yeah. heavens and earth. But as we've read in Revelation, there is going to be a new heaven and a new earth. Right. So even though we assume when we read the beginning of the, the Bible that that is like the heaven now. The end of the story or the continuation of the eternal story is that that in itself is a covenant that will be renewed. Yeah. Even heaven itself will be a renewed covenant, which is interesting. Very, very, very cool. So um, as we continue on here, we want to really get into the nitty gritty about what heaven was during the time of Jesus and yeah. throughout the scriptures before this new heaven, because we want to define what that is. So. Can we get uh, one of you all to read Luke, uh, the the paradise one, uh, 2343? Luke 2343. And then uh, somebody else get Matthew 1810. All right. So whoever wants to take Luke 2343. Uh Bob, you ready? Go ahead. He replied, truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Uh, so the, the, this is this is a scene of the crucifixion. It is, and so the, the, this is the words he mentioned to the uh, to the thief on the cross. This really ties people up about heaven and about salvation too, because this is a very controversial idea that a guy who val- like basically says, uh, "Don't mess with, don't insult or say anything bad about Jesus. He is truly Jesus Christ. The you know uh, he is the Messiah, and remember me when you come into your kingdom." He says, acknowledging that Jesus will go back into a kingdom. So we acknowledge again heaven. Uh, and then Jesus says, today I tell you, you will be with me in paradise. So is paradise heaven? Now, what we understand is at least that Jesus is referencing that a heaven currently exists and that he will go there. Like he, Jesus will go there. But paradise, get a little muddy on but I just want to acknowledge this idea that at least we know that Jesus acknowledges heaven's existence, the first heaven that he came from, and that hmm. potentially paradise might mean heaven as well. Well, th- th- that is how it's typically taught in the church is that it's referring to heaven. Typically. I've heard, I've recently hmm. heard of people made a strong argument that, that, uh, that paradise, t- uh, may be that he goes to sleep and immediately wakes up on the day of judgment. Some people have also said that that paradise meant that, for that particular yeah. guy that he would actually ascend uh, with him uh, or die and, and, and be sent to him, kind of like some of the yeah. people of the past in the scripture. Now, um, uh, Zach, uh, Matthew 18, 10. I just want to say that it sounds like the, the paradise issue is something that might be interesting to take a look at well, and dive deeper into sometime. The there's so, thing. there's so many ways that you can, oh, that yeah. you can read that. Oh yeah. Is paradise just another name for heaven and, or, And we've kind of reiterated this before that we are just a discussion group. All, all that I am doing as far as saying definitive stuff is just reading right out of the Bible. I am not, absolutely. I am not even going to attempt to stab at some of these allegorical sounding things that just go way over my head. (laughs) I can only clearly define what the Bible says at least more than once and kind of defines holy. And I knew that uh, based on the ideas of revelation, we can't Mm. definitively say anymore that there's just one heaven and we'll just go back up to it. For us, for us, you know, we we just consider the important thing to believe that Jesus came, he died, he resurrected, he will come back. That that is the important part. So 
yeah, we are just discussing these things as right. um, ideas on what the scripture says. All right, yeah, so buddy. Matthew eighteen ten. Matthew eighteen ten about the angels. Are you sure? This one is about uh, eighteen Matthew eighteen ten. It's the parable of the wandering sheep. Yeah, continue. It's okay. Okay, it's a see that you do not despise one of these little ones. He's talking about uh, the children. Uh, for I tell you that their angels in heaven will always see the face of my father in heaven. Uh-huh. What do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, he will he not leave the 99 on the hills and go look for the one that wandered off? Just like in Reckless Love. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, but th- yeah. that is a that is an amazing parable. But one of the things that uh, is referenced there is the idea that there are angels as well in heaven. Sorry. I'm yeah. just defining these very specific details. Okay. So you're, you're going off uh, kind of more on a tangent on um, the angels in heaven. Yeah. 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 That yeah, always yeah. see the face of the father. Right. So sure. one of the things that I needed to define with the hell script, hell scriptures was, is there actually angels in hell? And yes, there is. Yeah. Now we, now we can say, yes, it is true. There are angels do exist. Yeah. Uh, there are many other scriptures besides that one, but that's just a quick well, again, one. Angel just means a messenger. It so does. It, is, it is a job description of a certain type of being, you know? Right. Who but, is an angel? It's we, hard to say. But we also do see several depictions. And of course, uh, all throughout the scripture, there are angels that meet with people like the uh, yeah. the uh, the <coughs> angel with the amazing wrestling skills that bothers somebody <laughs> for a long time and pushes on their hip and hurts them. Yes, there uh, are, Jacob. <laughs> yes, know, I, I know, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. just yeah. I'm saying different types of angels. Yeah. Zach's a different yeah. type of angels. We have angels that talk about how true revelation is and tell John, yeah. you better listen to what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and so... Angels that come see Mary before she gives birth to Jesus. And that's exactly right. And they come from those angels from the scripture come from the current heaven. But what now we need to talk about with the last couple of minutes of this podcast is this new heaven, which we're going to go back to Revelation and talk about. But here's what we can say about the first heaven. We know it exists. We know God created. We know Jesus, the Holy Spirit and God, all the forms of the Trinity, which are God. Um, in the different forms, uh, were there. Jesus came from heaven, became a man, died, was re- resurrected, and then ascended back to heaven. Uh huh. Yeah. What we understand about some of the other parts that may not be as clear is where people like Elijah or this guy next to him on the uh, next crossover went, um, and that will be talked about in the third episode because we really need to talk about where we go in the meantime. But. The heaven of the meantime currently that we are talking about is this first heaven, the first heaven that is discussed in Revelation. So there is another scripture about an earthly tent Mm-hmm. And it By is Paul. it is in Second yeah. Corinthians five yeah. one through nine. So if you guys wouldn't care, one of you all could read that one, and then the last one is Isaiah sixty five seventeen. But also Zach, you had mentioned Isaiah sixty six. So if you want, I can probably just sift through that because I have the Bible in front of me. Isaiah sixty six we talked about in the last episode. Yeah, so we it's did. All good. We did. Um, I'll I'll read Isaiah sixty five. And uh, Bob, can you look up Second Corinthians five uh, one through nine? You got it. Second Corinthians five, one through nine says, for we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent, we groan longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling. 
If indeed, when we have taken it off, we will not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan under the, our burden, because we wish not to be unclothed, but to be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we are always confident, even though we kn we know that while we are at home in the body, yeah. we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we do have confidence, and we would rather be away from our body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. So uh, here's what's tough about that. They are talking about the current heaven. Yes. Yeah. So we really being, being out of the body is presence with the Lord. That's how Paul kind of defined things. And I loved how he talked about tents there because he was a tent maker. So I'm imagining him um, selling tents to people and bringing up this <laughs> theology of this. So so this is where I say that things are going to be hard to reconcile. It doesn't mean that uh, the the scriptures are irreconcilable. Uh, it's just that um, my personal understanding has a tough time talking about a current heaven that you will go to and a new heaven you yeah. will go to. But uh, the scriptures are undeniable and are uh, infallible. So I can't wait for next episode because I can. I'm wondering if some of the things I've been thinking about can help you make that link. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And that's why we have the third episode to talk about yeah, where yeah. we will be. Yeah. But it does say this, and I'm going to just mention a scripture I forgot to mention, which kind of goes along with what he just said about the tent. Because when we talk about our tent, we're talking about earth, Yeah. our earthly tent versus our out-of-body heavenly tent. And then John 14, 2 says, in my father's house are many rooms. It's a big, big house. <laughs> yeah, lots, of, right. lots of rooms. And you mentioned that already. Yeah. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? So we know this for sure. Based on the scriptures we just listened to, and we're going to hear from Isaiah in just one second. But based on what we just know, what we just heard, we know that God has prepared a place for us. Okay? Just hear that. Now, how... How and what that looks like as far as uh, the heaven currently in the heavens or the new heaven and new earth is sort of up for grabs, depending on uh, your interpretation and your study. But the logic is undeniable that God has prepared a place for us. So how does that look? Uh, you know, maybe that is not completely certain to me, but it's a good discussion starter. Zach, could you please do Isaiah 65, 17? Yeah, we'll wrap with that. Uh, yeah, let's wrap Isaiah 65, 17. See, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create for. I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people, a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and crying will be heard in it. No more. I think that's super it's awesome. A, it's a, it's an echo of what mm -hmm. revelation so, echoes that. Like, yeah. Uh, revelation certainly does. It's a theme that actually ties throughout the entire Bible. So if you, right. if you were a Jewish person captured in Babylon reading this, you're going to think, Oh, this is really good news because right. God started this plan long ago. He created Eden as his like dwelling place on earth. This is right. where God's going right. to be with man and hang out. And then we screwed that up, but then God brought Abraham out 
and he said, you know, I'm going to create something with you now. So mm-hmm. it's like we've been longing to see God create this place on earth. And that's what they believe Jerusalem was supposed to be, the place where God right. and sure. people can coexist. So, so, so um, one of the things, one of the things I want to end on, cause we, we have, we have really went through the ringer through the scripture and I'm happy that we have yeah. been so devoted to the scripture and not to our own understanding, because I'll tell you, honestly, based on my understanding, I, I don't know all the answers about heaven, but there are a few <laughs> things we know for sure. Like I said, heaven has been around a long time. God created it. There are angels there. Um, heaven exists now and potentially God is prepared somewhere because he says his house has many rooms. And many times when he references his house, he's talking about heaven. Now, does that mean that the heaven that we go to in the day of judgment will be that heaven? Probably not based on what the scriptures say. So what we also know is that there will be a new heaven and a new earth and there will be a new Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And based on what we understand of revelation, Isaiah and all the other scriptures that we've, we've read, (coughs) We will not care about our old life. So one of the stigmas about heaven was that well, you'll get there and you'll be forced to love God and you won't, you know, get to do anything you want to do, which is so tiresome. Uh, it's a, a silly idea. But um, apparently, not only will you be really happy and revel in the glory of God, uh-huh. but you will not n- know or care about your former life. And this, it's almost as if you have a brand, not a brand new existence. Um, and uh, so mm-hmm. those things we can know yeah. for sure. But then again, I, I wonder about the, the tree of healing for the nations that I talked about earlier. Oh, well, you definitely know, a, an addition yeah. to. I think mm-hmm. that things, I think the old things pass away. I think that it clearly says that the weeping will be remembered. Wiped, well, the, t- the, the tears, tears will, will be wiped, wiped clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that the healing process is going to take place. Sure. Yeah. You and know, how that even, looks will be. It's hard to say. Hard to say. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. see that even Jesus still bears his scars. Absolutely. When he goes into, into heaven, you know, he, he was, he still has the nail pierced. Oh, hand. well that's an interesting idea. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that the scars that we bear from this life are the testimony you know, that we tell, and it talks about that in revelation it says they've overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So what's interesting yeah. about the, the things that we have previously known about heaven, how it is, um, this white, beautiful place. That's not necessarily untrue. If you're talking about the second uh, heaven, the new heaven, yeah. yes. because it's described with all these jewels and with a golden, uh, yeah. everything. And it's yeah. so, so bright. Those things are not incorrect, but what would be incorrect would be necessarily defining that as you die and immediately, if you're good, you go to heaven and it yeah. looks like this cloudy place. Now, now, Colin, there's one thing that I struggle with thus far. Okay. Where's St. Peter at the gate? <laughs> I know, right? Peter, the most important <laughs> gatekeeper. St. Peter at the pearly gates. Won't you let me in? <laughs> anyway, long story short, um, we, we know these certain things, but there are things that are still kind of uh, up in the air. But uh, we definitely know that there will be a second heaven. And so these things are really defined in this, uh, the scriptures. One thing that's not defined, though, is guy in some clouds. That has a point system that will tell you, uh, essentially what we need to do is we need to connect with Jesus Christ. And that's our first way to receive, uh, eternal life. We need to, uh, su- surrender our life to him. And then everything else uh, that we've talked about will be available potentially. 
Yeah, but can't wait for the next episode. I know, me either. Man. <laughs> All right. Sorry it took so long. Um, uh, we love you guys. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Um, thank you for hearing me out. Uh, this is my first time doing like a little more research on certain things. So I'm not a research heavy guy like Bob, but I do my best. Um, but we uh, <laughs> we appreciate you listening and we will catch you uh, next time. Please uh, continue to like and subscribe our stuff and comment. And we will talk yes, to you right. then. See you guys later. Yeah, buddy. Peace.